0: What's was Happening World. I'm your host, The Wizard of Wars, Benji Wozniak. And this week, we're going to do the movie Barbarian.
1: All right. So, obviously, very new movie. Was just released onto HBO Max on uh, Friday the 25th. Um, I was luck- lucky enough to have seen it in theaters. It is a movie I actively sought out to watch. Um, and I'm a big fan of it. I know it's been getting some kind of crazy reception and reviews. But I think it's a very good genre film. And I think it is a great example of really interesting marketing and really great filmmaking. So let's dive into what your thoughts are, because I knew you watched it on HBO, right? Yes. Um,
0: I didn't know what to expect, because if you look at the thing on HBO, it says Barbarian. It shows uh, the silhouette of a person standing in a staircase. And I was like, what does this have to do with Barbarians? Because, you know, I'm thinking Warriors, uh, you know, Vikings, you know, Roman, like Barbarians. So. I was like, "Hmm." then I spoke to you and you said, oh, my God, you have to watch this movie. And you're right. Oh, my God. I had to watch that movie.
1: You had to watch it. Okay, I'm if you know, the, if you listen to our last episode, Hellraiser, I was very excited. I am slightly more excited for this one. How could I be? I don't know. I have a lot to say, though. So what I love first about this movie is I saw the trailers, right? And the trailer doesn't give a lot away. It feels like it's a very average, spooky movie. And then when you dive into it, it is not that at all. Right. Oh, I thought you were going to say something. So. I will keep going. So when I was sitting there, and um, this is a movie I've tried so hard not to spoil because I think the twists alone are so good. When, when that 45-minute mark hits and the tone of the movie just switches, it's incredible to me. And I think what makes it so good is the marketing. The marketing was incredible. Everything was very tight-lipped. And then what made it so good, I think, is the casting. Yeah, it was such,
0: I liked it, I, like, when I was watching it in the pot, the very beginning when the girl shows up, and she's at the house, and the key's gone, and she's like, and then the person opens the door, and, like, then you get these two people, so I'm automatically thinking, bad guy, bad guy, I'm like, this is the bad guy, <laughs> but, you know, I was dead wrong, but um, just, like, just the little twists and turns, and, like, the little, like, you, the backstories of each person, you get into i'm like oh okay this is actually really interesting it was very interesting for character development i thought
1: oh it is it is a character driven story in a way that it is a story about how we perceive okay to me this is a movie about sexual assault in all the different forms and sexual violence that is what this movie is about in and it shows it in a variety of three layers which i think is the most interesting and these layers are prominent within the three main men of this movie we have bill sarsgaard justin long and then i don't know the actor of the last old man the oldest man in the world we'll call him he plays a villain in legit everything yeah he is very much a character actor i am so sorry i forget his name but so before we get into that i want to say i want to talk about the casting of bill sarsgaard so with the casting of bill sarsgaard we have him Typically, we have him as it. We had him in Hemlock Grove. We have him as a scary... He's synonymous with scary movies. Robert Eggers is doing a Nosferatu movie. He's Nosferatu. Like, he is synonymous with being the bad guy, which I think... So to have him in the role he was in, I think was super interesting because you're on the edge of your seat for the first 45 minutes, like waiting for that other shoe to drop. It's like, what's happening? Right. But... Honestly, I want to see a romance of those two where they get a happy ending. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was, it was really for
0: me like, you see, like, she's scared because, like, she's in the house. She's basically in the house with this person she doesn't know. Both of them supposedly rented this a- B, And, you know, you see this guy and he's like trying to be romantic basically he's like you know i want some wine you know he, he likes her he thinks she's cute and you see her like kind of like shying away from him she's like oh because this guy you know
1: how can you trust a strange man right and in it, your airbnb as a single traveling woman
0: right and then the one part when like she wakes up like he gives her the room she he sleeps on the couch and then the door's open and she hears him basically crying in his sleep you know and she comes out to see him and like she wakes him up scares the hell out of him because he was in he's in a, a nightmare and um She's like, "Did you open my door?" And He's like, "What the hell?" You know, what the hell are you talking about?
1: <laughs> okay, so we're gonna get back to that opening of the door when we dive deeper into the um into the film. Um, I do what I'm gonna preface what I'm about to say as this. Is, I'm gonna have to spoil the movie to talk about it in the depth that I want to talk about it in. So, so stop the episode now if you have no. Not us. I'm telling the listener. I was hitting the the button. I was hitting the button, people. I was like, she got something to say. (laughs) No, I was going to say, stop the episode now if you haven't watched the movie and you want to be surprised by the twist. Stop the episode now. If not, keep listening and then watch the movie with open eyes. But after here, spoilers. So when we see her and Bill Sarsgaard, I think it's so interesting how submissive, I I would use the word submissive, he is to her because he is doing everything in his power. To prove to her that he is not a sexual predator. To the point where he's like, I won't. He's like, I will even drink from your. He's like, I waited to open the wine so you saw that I didn't put anything in it. I'm giving you the bedroom so you you feel safe. I'm doing X, Y, and Z to make you feel safe and to make you know that I am someone who you can possibly trust. I'm not sexually aggressive. I'm not coming to harm you. This is a true mistake. Let's make the best of it. And her reprehensive like actions are obviously valid. She is afraid. I would be afraid. I think any woman in that situation would be afraid. But I think it's really exciting to see this at one level. And we don't know where it's going yet. And we're like, maybe he is a bad guy. Maybe he's doing something with the house. This is a really bad rundown area. And then her door opens at night, which I think is a plot hole of the film. And when we talk later in the film, you will see why um but for her door to just night i get it i get what the filmmakers were doing but to have the door open so calmly like that and have not a lot of sound it doesn't make sense when you know the context of the film but she sees that he's having a night terror whatever they go about their next day they're having a good time and he is proving to her that he is not sexually aggressive right right she starts to trust him she starts to trust him maybe maybe there's some chemistry there I want to see this rom-com. I want to see them fall in love and happy. They're they're similar interests. They're a good match. So now she's exploring the house because she needs to get toilet paper and the door to the basement gets locked, like stuck. And she can't get out. It's locked. And while she's doing all this exploring, she is finding a trap door or a hidden door. And this hidden door leads to a very a room that looks like a room where someone would film torture it it looks like that it is a torture room yep and then from there she keeps going down and she keeps seeing these never-ending stairs which is first of all fascinating i think and so she sees these never-ending stairs and she starts to go down and then she stops herself because she's smart and she goes back up and she hears bill come home and she's like get me out of here and you get out i'm scared i'm terrified and this is where there's a there's a theme amongst our show's for the next few it's called The Arrogance of Men and this is where The Arrogance of Men comes in for sure because Bill <laughs> Sarsgaard comes in and he's like let's examine he sees the torture room fine, not fine with it but he's like oh whatever it's just a torture room and they keep going down and down and down until massive spoiler he dies 45 minutes in yeah cut to black
0: Yep. Yeah, He uh, she goes to find him because she, she, she loses him. He
1: can't, she can't find him. She can't him. find him. And then
0: she hears him downstairs saying, help me. And she goes down, and then he comes out of the darkness, and he's like, something bit me, something. And then the something that bit him finishes him off. Finishes him
1: off, bashes his head in. It is violent. It is, agra- it's fast. It's fun. Yep. It was, and then the film fades to black. actually it cuts to black and then it pops up and who do we hear justin long singing on pch and it is wild the tonal shift in two seconds blows my mind it's crazy so then we're like you're kind of like i mean so this is where it was fun i saw it in the theaters and the there was an audible what the fuck in the theater and me. And I saw it with one of my friends, we were just like, labricious. we were like, we have no idea what's about to happen. My today.
0: wife said the same thing. She goes, what are we watching? Did this just change? And I'm like,
1: I'm like, I don't know. Right. It's so, <laughs> the tonal shift is so crazy. It's so fun. So now we're introduced to our second man of the movie uh Justin Long. He um to summarize it, he is a director trying to make a TV show I think, movie, I don't know. He's a director but he's a sexually aggressive director who raped his star and it is coming out that he did this and he's getting pulled off the project, he's getting pulled left and right, he's getting dropped. It's what it's what some men would consider their worst nightmare of getting accused by I'm doing air quotes Accused is in air quotes. By a bitch is in air quotes. This is language that is used in the movie, not language that I agree with. And he he starts to lose everything. You see him to now he has to go to his one home in Detroit. What home could it be? Where he has property, so he has to, try to sell it for all these court cases and maintaining his lifestyle, and whatever. So the so, but it's only told from his point of view, which is so interesting because this writing I think is so good. So it's told from his point of view. So he's like. She's a liar. She's a liar. Whatever. I would never do that. Whatever. Okay. First of all, if someone's accusing you of rape, no, I'm so sorry, friend. I, I will always believe women. I'm almost on my rant. And then, um, so we see him. I know he's back in this Detroit home. And lo and behold, it's the same Aaron B home. You, this is like, Rich people. He doesn't know his home's being Airbnb'd when he's not there, but he's like making money off of it. Um, and then he sees all the belongings of Bill Sarsgaard and our lady protagonist, and he's like, "I have squatters." And they're like, "No, this was an Airbnb." Um, the people never checked out though. First of all, red flag. No one's coming to check on these people. Like this went. Bill Sarsgaard is like in a group of like prominent documentary film directors like makers, so or like musicians. She's a documentary filmmaker, so no one goes to look for these people, but they're they're vanished from this home. So, ah, the language in this movie is so interesting. It's so good. And I So then we see Justin Long going out with a hometown friend, right? Yeah. His parents don't know, but they're like, we're getting all these messages like are you a rapist? And his friend was like, I just need you to tell me what happened. Just tell me you didn't do it and I'll believe you. We're boys, we're friends. And he goes cuz it's so important that you see this one scene in the bar where he's talking about, well, you know, it kind of was like, no, no. She wasn't really into it, but you know me, like I get what I want. I go after what I want. And then she was like into it. She was down and we had fun. And that's how he recounts the story to his friend. Right. And you're like, hmm, that sounds like coercion, which is rape. And this girl saying that he raped her. So in my head, I'm like, he's a rapist. Yeah. So all this happens and then he's hung over the next day. He needs toilet paper. No one's put toilet paper in the house. So then he goes to the same basement that our female protagonist goes to and he's exploring. And my one of the best comedy bits I think of this movie is when he takes the tape measure down all the stairs being like what, how much money can I get for a secret footing in the house? Like this dude does not, he's not even phased that there is like burrows and tunnels and like passageways and a torture room in his home. He's like, how much money can I get for this? Right. So, so what do you have any initial thoughts on the Justin Long character before I keep going? Uh,
0: so for me, I thought, so he asked his, his lawyer, he's like, can I call her and speak? And he's like, absolutely and he's not. He's like, do not call her no matter what. So after he goes to the bar he with calls- his friend, <laughs> So I'm thinking, like, here's my thought. I thought for sure the friend was going to turn him in. I'm, I'm sitting there going, you, oh. you dumbass. I'm like, you're You, you thought basically... the friend was going to turn him in? Yeah. I'm like, this guy's getting all this information. I thought he was recording it because he's just spilling his guts. And I'm like, you are so done. So then that didn't happen. I, I was kind of... No, right. because... That's it. I don't want to say comment. Yeah. So then he goes back to the house and what's he do? He calls her. calls her. And he's like, if I did anything... I'm sorry. So basically, he confesses like on the phone that he did do something to this girl. So I'm like, oh, you're done. You're, it's over. Like, and
1: he's literally so fucking dumb. Yeah. He. This is the part what I don't get. He in this phone call to her. He's like, I'm so sorry. If I knew I was like, if you didn't like her, if I knew I was doing anything wrong, like I wouldn't have. Like, I'm so sorry. Like, I thought we were on the pa- same page. How can you be on the same page of someone who's consistently telling you no? I'm so sorry. No. Yeah, but that goes mm. into the male arrogance. Male arrogance. The theme, I guess, we should have called the theme of this month male arrogance. It's male arrogance month.
0: Male Arrogance Month.
1: So he's confessing to her on the phone. Bad thing. And then he's hungover the next day. Yeah. Searching the house. He gets down into the tunnel, right? And he finds all these crazy things. Right. And he, and who's there? (gasps) Our female protagonist from the beginning. Oh my God. So we meet them and they're trying to escape. Now she's like, we're going to get out. I'm learning how to get out. We're going to get out of here. And then he's like going to go along with it. We meet our third man. Now, our third man is a time jump to the 70s, the original owner of the home. And he seems like he lives a pretty average life. Right. Window, whatever. Turns out he's a, what we would call a serial rapist and an action bad guy. So this dude is awful. Serial rapist. Hunts women. Tracks them. um, Convinces them that he's safe. Like, this is like the epitome of what, when, when we think of serial rapist and killer, this is what we're thinking of. Yes. This is this is, this character is the embodiment of that. Yes. We then get the history that he tunneled out all these home, like tunneled out the bottom of his home so he could rape and torture and keep these women. And then when they gave birth, he would rape and torture and keep the children, the children of that. So it is like this long cycle of inbreeding and raping. And this is the epitome of evil, this one man.
0: Yes. And like the... The creature, per se, in this is one of the offspring of this okay. guy. And what he does is he makes them watch these movies on how to raise children. How and to nurse. How to be a mother. Yeah. So when when the girl escapes, the guy does not. And yeah. he's
1: he's stuck trying to suckle the nipple. So
0: basically, he's being forced. So it's like a switch of events. He forced the girl to have sex with him and this creature is forcing him to be his her baby basically she's making him like suck his nipple and everything and he's disgusted
1: by it but it's the same disgust that he put on that other girl exactly and here what i do not like about things like this um you see it in also an just a quick example i'll give there's a zillion out there but a quick example is from the boys when we see the deeps character progression in season one i never like and i will never agree with obviously things happen i'm not going to talk to what happens to people or how they progress in life but i hate in a movie when you have an accused or known assaulter who then gets assaulted and then uses that assault as being like well now i understand first of all you Absolutely do not because you nope. are still an assaulter. You do not get a pass because you got assaulted. Nope. And I think this movie kind of tries to do that but ends up ends up su- s- subverting it in a way that I like in the end. And we can get to it when we get to the final scene. Um, But I do not like this trope in film. I've seen it time and time again and it pisses me off. Yeah. And like watching this, you think that he's going to learn his lesson. But he doesn't. he doesn't which is which is why we're gonna I have so much to say about this movie I think this movie is so well done so let's get back to the old man the old man has this very like seven foot tall like inbred offspring yes who just wants to have a child because they have nothing other than this dungeon and a video from 1958 on how to nurse right yeah so it's very like i feel bad for this person yes so then justin long is exploring the tunnel he's trying to find a way out he can't get out to the point where he gets to a point where our creature is actually afraid to go yeah up so, the stairs yep not up the stairs to no. the to the father's room
0: yeah went upstairs or was it a slam no it's like a slam it's oh, like okay. an offshoot because okay.
1: this this is like tunnels and mazes it's like a yep. maze down here yeah and then he's and then we're like, oh, this is the, this guy was forty in the seventies, and now we're in twenty twenty two. He's like a thousand years old. He is like literally the most decrepit man you'll ever see. And Justin Long gets down in there, and he's like, oh my god, dude, like let me save you. What he looks like an invalid. Like he doesn't look. He looks like he's dying in this bed, which right. he is. I mean, he's been down there for forty years, right. and he. And then Justin Long, the guy's like gesturing to him. He wants him to give him this table. He's like, I don't know what you want. Gets him the table. Gets him the gun. This guy ends up, and then. He gestures to all these videotapes and the videotapes are from that one room that we had seen earlier in the beginning where he is um, raping and torturing and hurting these women. And then you can see it in Justin Long's face being like, "Okay, this is what I know is bad. This is what evil is. How could you do? How can you how can you do this? How can you be this bad? I'm disgusted by you. We're going to call the cops like what the fuck? The old man shoots himself because he knows what's coming. Justin Long. Then um, the girl comes back down to try and save him. Why are we saving these men? I, it does not make sense to me. Trying to go back down and save him. There is a huge battle between the two of them trying to get out against this creature. Which is when I remember when we talked about the plot hole in the beginning. How could the creature so daintily and so stealthily creep through the house when it's when they're sleeping, yeah. right? Yeah. And then in all these scenes from from that from that point on. We see the creature barreling through the house, breaking glass, clomping around, being seven feet tall. Like, it just didn't make sense that they would be, that the creature would be so stealth in the beginning to not be at that end. Yeah. And what
0: what kind of made me mad. Uh, The fact that, like, when she did get the cops, just, like, how they were like, we don't believe
1: you back to what we talked about in Hellraiser they're like you're a crackhead we yep. don't believe you you're on drugs we don't believe you and she's like no you have to believe me and they're like we're dealing with bigger issues which I'm not gonna say that Detroit doesn't have whatever issues it has but huge I huge
0: issue <laughs> but I
1: also think it shows the failings of of the police force and being like well we're only gonna go and protect our own and what we deem worthy it's like everyone needs protection the police abolish them I'm not a fan I'm so sorry if that offends any of you but it is like, and I think it shows their incompetence in, especially in this movie. She's like, I've been tortured. I've been missing. Like, can you believe me? Yeah. And they're like, no, why would we? Right. First of all, you are supposed to be protect and serve. Who are you protecting and serving? Yourself? Because it sounds like it because you took a call to go help another cop. Like, this is, a sad, this is a tangent that I'm not trying to get into on this movie. But yes, the cops were worthless. Yes. So she goes back in, her and Justin Long. They're escaped now. There is a great um, homeless man who tries to help them. We think in the beginning he is aggressive because he's like, get out, get out. And they think and the girl thinks that he's talking about her, but he's talking about the house because he knows what lives down there. Right. He says that she only comes out. Now, he knows all about this house. Yeah. He's like, I've grown up in the neighborhood and know how bad this guy is. So now they've escaped the house. They're in the water. They're in this like homeless man's like water tower. Um, where he's like living and he's like, I've survived, I'll survive again. Bitch, no. The creature comes and like rips his arm off. I thought it was so funny. It beats him to death with it. Beats him to death with it. Because the creature has formed this attachment to the girl right. that she that the creature is this girl's mother. Right. Now the girl and Justin Long, he has hit the old man's gun. They're fighting. They're running up to the top of the water tower. And this this sequence into the final sequence. Is where it really, this movie really solidified that what, how men view sexual aggression and how women view sexual aggression and how we compartmentalize and conflate the two. Because, so we have the monsters coming up. They're at the top of the water tower. Justin Long's like, we're both going to die. He's like, but I'm going to sacrifice you. So he throws her off the water tower. And then you see like the mother character because she's, she, she's just trying to protect who she deems her child jump in and swan dive to save her now this creature is seven feet tall like breaks her fall we don't know that till the end though so justin long survives obviously comes down the water tower he's talking to the girl and he's like you wanted me to push you i had to push you to save both of us but i saved you like look at me i'm the best we see that coercion that was implied um implied earlier in the film in his rape case we see him coercing a girl again. So anything that he thought he learned by, like, being face-to-face what he viewed as pure evil, he didn't. He didn't. He's out here coercing her at the end. Yeah, he didn't rape her, but he threw her off her building to kill her. Wrongful justification. Wrongful... And there's no justification because if you are an aggressive person, sexually or not, and you are coercing and trying to gaslight people into believing something else happened, you are a predator. And I think it's great because it shows two types of predators in this movie. The creature being... A byproduct of this, and yes, a main element of the story that drives it and its horror, but not, but not in a way. Yes, she killed Bar- Bill Sarsgaard, but she she didn't know. She doesn't know anything. Right, right. She's she's a product of her environment. She's a product of her environment. Her dad. She saw. She's a product of her environment. So, um, then Justin Long. She kills him. The right. creature kills Justin Long. Um, uh, she's he's bad. She kills him, which is good because all all the rapists die, which I like. Yeah. It, except I was sad that Bill Sarsgaard died because he didn't deserve it. And then we see um, her being like, I'm mama to our girl, our main girl. And our main girl shoots her in the face and walks away. Yeah. Love to see it. Yeah. She has survived everything. But to me, what this film was about is how men approach women in different ways of safety and protection and and like how it to me this is a movie about sexual assault at its core to me it's nothing else
0: yeah yeah 100 percent. and like it starts off with her being afraid of being molested by this person that she's stuck with yeah being raped being
1: drugged and he's doing everything to show that he's not right a predator
0: right and the actual predator doesn't feel he's a predator
1: exactly and then when he's face to face with a real predator he's like you're evil i'm this is justification for me. But we see time and time again, the movie shows us time and time again that he is a predator. Right. And then I think I think what we're seeing now um, in film, so when you watch a film, there's always two perspectives of, ev- of any film, right? There's the perspective of the characters that we're watching and the stories that they're telling. And then there's also the perspective of the directors and the writers and how they view these characters and how they go about telling these stories. One thing I appreciate in this story and in this movie is that they show all men as being bad. We show them being good within their own right, but we see Justin Long using language that is poor to set him as a villain we see um him using tactics that predators use to show him as a villain and then in the end he dies yeah so he's treated like a villain which i really appreciate um i think it's super interesting because we don't really see that justification a lot and i think in this one it was very justified because i think more men fall into the camp of justin long versus our serial rapist oh yeah from the end oh yeah and I feel like when we see Justin Long's friend who, if it was a different movie, yes, he would have grabbed... I don't... But here's the thing. He told his friend that whole story, which to the viewer is a story of coercion and rape. And he believes him. They still drink at the end. And I think that shows how implicit other men can be when a man that they know or a man that they're close with enacts a crime. It's like... Uh, it's a it's an example and I can get in... I don't know how deep but we'll get into this, but um, people when the Me Too movement was really big, people were like, not all men. Okay, but enough men. And whereas your friends aren't saying things, you're part of the problem. It's like every... Every there's like a statistic, it's like almost every woman has been or knows someone who's been sexually assaulted, but no men know any rapist. No, you're turning a blind eye to protect your friends. This is why these systems and of power are in place because you are just protecting your own. With and like, yeah, you can be like, Well, I wouldn't do that. Okay, but you're not enabling someone who will.
0: Yeah. I've been at bars and parties where a girl will be drunk and I've had friends be like, I'm gonna sleep with her. No. They know they know she's drunk. No, well then
1: that's not a friend bed. I'm so so sorry
0: Well, I'm just saying, but I've been
1: and you've been implicit. In yeah, it. I've Which-
0: been and I have. I like I, I have. I'm not gonna lie. Listen, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not justifying this, but I have been in situations where that has happened, and I've seen it, and I didn't think anything of it at the time. I do now, and I know how wrong I was for my actions. But at the time, it just didn't seem important. Like, if that right, makes no. sense,
1: yeah. A- like- and I totally understand because the mindset is different. How how women were viewed was different. Um, If a woman was drunk and you took advantage of her, that's a score for you, but then it's shameful for her for being drunk. And like that is a different time. You come, you're front, you're a byproduct of a different time, but you're also unlearning. Right. And correcting. It's yes. not It's not like you still, if you saw something like that, you wouldn't. You no, would I would pay.
0: intervene and I'd tell the person to leave her alone and try and send her home in a cab or, yeah. or Uber. Or like help um, her get her yeah. water,
1: like wait for yeah. her like.
0: Because like you said, it's different times. And I can't justify it because it, it was wrong back then, no matter what I say, it was wrong. But, but the
1: mentality has changed. Yeah,
0: I think at the time period when I was growing up, it just didn't seem important and that's awful i am so ashamed of myself for saying that it didn't seem important it's felt like you know like you're like oh yeah go get her and like now i look at it and go wow i'm a
1: scumbag but but like well you're not a rapist so no no congratulations no no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, you're just an enabler no i'm just kidding but but what yeah. is important is that like you can unlearn those behaviors and you can yes and you can see where what wrong you did and looking back at it i mean There was, I mean, there's still the mentality that women are objects and they are here for men. And that is a big thing that everyone, women try to combat day to day. And I mean, it it was a real thing. No one, and I bet any, any man would have a, a story just like that. Like, I don't think it's an anomaly for you to have that experience. Yeah. No, I'm sure
0: it's not. What was it? Just recently, like, uh, some football players did that. Yeah. And it happens all the time because, like, they're famous. They're popular. They got these girls come over. They get them drunk. And then basically... Take advantage do, them. of them. And, like, numerous football players have been in trouble for that. Ezekiel Elliott. There's, like, six or seven that I can
1: name. Who's... Yeah. I mean, who's the one from the Browns that, like, was, like, sexually aggressive to massage therapists? Like... Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson. Fuck you, dude. Honestly, whatever. I have no tolerance for it and i have no time because if you enable these people because they're good at their job like you're just allowing bad behavior this is a tangent i didn't want to get on um but back to *Barbarian*. It is an incredibly fun movie. I know we make it sound really heavy, but while it's happening, it's fun.
0: Yeah, it is a great movie. It's one of those movies that like it, it enthralls you to watch it because you just want to know what's happening with these characters. You're like, the development of the characters is so interesting. You're like, oh my god! And even when they cut to the black and it jumps to the new character, you're like, you hear his story and you're like, dude, I want to know what he did. You're like, you 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 want to know if he really did it? You're like, well, did he really do it? He did it.
1: He did but it. I- <laughs> And I, and I think it's so interesting because the casting is so well done. We have Bill Sarsgaard, who we conflate with being evil, being good. And Justin Long, who... Justin Long, it's Justin Long. How, yeah. What bad could he do? And we have him being aggressive. I think the, um the same tactic was used for Emerald's Promising Young Woman and... I have a lot of issues with that movie on its own, but it is a it is a well-done movie, again, about how men protect their own in sexual assault. But they've cast people who are very likable as being like, this is anyone, which is why I love the casting of Justin Long is because this could be anyone and you know it. Right. And you know this person. Right. I like, he was in Jeepers Creepers, wasn't he? He's- he was, okay. Jeepers Creepers, a movie made by a pedophile. So, like, <laughs> It's it's all layered. I haven't watched it since um, his allegations have come out. But that was a good... Justin Justin Long is a scream queen right? to his core. Right?
0: And it's a pull opposite of this character. Like in Jeepers Creepers, he's basically this really good guy that's trying to save his sister.
1: And in this, he's not such a good guy. Not such a good guy. And then in um, Drag Me to Hell, he's a good guy. Yeah. He's, so, a, he's a final girl, you yeah. guys. He is a <laughs> final girl. Not in this movie. In this movie, is a piece of shit. But I think... He's such a good actor. that I love this movie. I want everyone to watch it. Um, if you stop the podcast to watch the movie and then you come back to listen, um, I hope you agree with some of our sentiments. Um, I hope we didn't spoil anything because the twist is amazing. Marketing a movie that is just a cold open and then having that twist, I thought was an incredible move. Incredible move. I agree. It was, it was well done. And to keep everything so tight-lipped, it was so good. I... It was surprisingly one of the most fun times I've had at watching. Sadly,
0: movie. when people release the um, the trailers, usually it's all part of the movie that is good. And this one, I guess, didn't do that,
1: which I like, because I think trailers reveal too much of the movie. Now, I should not know the whole plot by the trailer. I should know enough to get me intrigued. I should have some idea of what the genre is, but I shouldn't know anything else. Yep. And this this is a perfect example. Well, I thoroughly
0: enjoyed it. Is there anything you want to add before we sign out?
1: Uh, not yet. I think um we're gonna continue with some spooky movies. Um, I would love to co- us to cover Wendell and Wild. Oh, sounds good. Um, I'm a big fan of Henry Selick. I'm also a big fan of Jordan Peele. So I really want to support this movie that Netflix is kind of burying. I think next week we should do that. Oh, it sounds good. I, I'm down awesome if you're fans of nightmare before christmas or Coraline, then you are familiar with henry selick and i've only heard great things so far about this movie so i can't wait to dive in and share my thoughts with you guys all right sounds good so tune in next week to what's happening